it is just incredible how much these have played into my decisions over the past few years. How much I ask myself, you know, my two core values are honesty and well-being and how much I ask myself on a regular basis, does this go along with my well-being and am I being honest? And I don't know how many times I've had to readjust my decision-making to be in line with my core values. It has helped me shape my life. It has helped me shape my time. It has helped me say no. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Meg and I work as a physician assistant in surgical oncology. I see suffering day in and day out. And it's not only in my patients, it's in my colleagues and my friends. And I just see so much suffering in the world right now. So this podcast is my small part in putting some love and good energy out into the world. And if you found this podcast today, then I think this message is one that you need to hear. And thank you so much for being here. Are you looking for another great podcast? So if you're recovering from burnout, you're starting to learn your self-worth, you want to negotiate for higher salary and become a financially free PA, a great podcast to tune into is called The PA Is In. It's hosted by Tracy Bingaman, who is such a lovely human and has taught me so much as a PA. It's a podcast by PAs for PAs, where boundaries reign and common sense is making a comeback. You'll hear from thought leaders in medicine about legislative updates, optimal team practice, and how to heal as a whole person. Be sure to add the PA is in to your queue and tune in to the latest episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today is bittersweet for me because I am ending the podcast. It has been such a joy to do this podcast. I am shifting what I want to spend my time doing. And this podcast takes up a significant part of my time. I have two teenagers that are in high school that I want to spend more time with before they head off to wherever they're going to go after high school. I want to support them during this time and I want to free up more time to do that. So it's a bittersweet day. It's interesting to me that two years ago, just over two years ago, I started this podcast literally on the floor of my closet with my daughter's microphone, and it's grown. I have met some amazing guests. I have been able to interact with listeners. It has been such a joy to do this podcast. So next year, I'll also be busy recertifying my board exam for being a physician assistant so I'll be busy with that. I'm also taking a functional medicine course online with the Institute of Functional Medicine, which is really lighting up my brain and is just, it's amazing. So lots of things still going on. I'm still learning and growing and encourage y'all to do the same. As I end out this podcast, and it will stay evergreen for a while, you can go back to any of the episodes, you can still share them with your friends. This will still be on all the major podcast sites. It will still be there for your reference. So as I look back, I was trying to think about what has helped me the most on my journey. And it's so funny when I start making the list, the list just keeps going. There's been so many pieces and parts to this journey that have been so helpful to me in my growth and feeling better and healing. So I was going to walk through those with you. If any of them really resonate with you, look into them, turn towards them, learn more about them, because 
all of these little pieces and parts have helped me. The first thing really that helped me was dialing in my nutrition. It was really sitting down and saying, what am I putting in my body? And it's interesting to me that this was done through a friend. I started with shakes in the morning and I didn't know why this was helping. And now that I understand so much more about my microbiome, my gut, how it influences my brain, how it influences how I feel and my body, I understand this so much more. But at the time, I just started doing a shake a day with all these really good nutrients in it, and it really helped me feel better. So there are very simple things out there. The shake that I started with was Shakeology. I now use mixes from Your Super. There are also other things out there that I've looked into. Athletic Greens looks really good if you wanted to try that shake. But making a simple shake in the morning with just a scoop of superfoods can really help your gut, can really help your microbiome, can help you set up for success during the day. So I highly recommend looking into that and really looking at the food you eat, not as just food, just something you're putting in your mouth when you're hungry, really as, is this nourishing my body? Is this giving my body what it needs? Really eating a variety of foods that give you the color of the rainbow. Like every day you should be having almost every color of the rainbow in your diet. And when you think about that, when you think about what you normally eat, when I really started looking at what I eat, I would eat greens, you know, I would have a salad or I'd have something green with dinner and I might have some red peppers, but I wasn't so good about getting a variety of colors. So just start thinking about it. Start thinking about, can I put black beans somewhere? Can I, you know, get beets and cut them up in my salad? Beets are super good for your belly. Can I get them in my shake? Can I get them in a a shake form so that I can get them in without having to taste them? Is there a way that you can get in all of the colors of the rainbow in your day. And that's very helpful for your body. Your body needs a lot of nutrients and minerals that we're, are very lacking in our normal or standard American diet. So look into your nutrition. It's more powerful than you think. I can, I can guarantee that. Another thing that really helped me was movement. And what was really interesting to me over this journey was that I used to think it had to be so hardcore. It had to be weightlifting and running and I had to get super sweaty and it had to be hard and I had to change into all of my athletic gear to do it. And I've really changed that over the past few years. I've really changed to going for walks, even if it's a short walk, even if I only have five minutes and I can just walk around the block It has been so helpful to my body and brain to help calm me, to help get some more steps in. And so now I try to walk as much as I can. I take minutes here and there. I also, you know, if a pot is boiling on the stove and I'm waiting for it to boil and I'm trying to fix dinner, I might do some push-ups on the counter or I might do a couple lunges or calf raises when I'm brushing my teeth. I try to fit in some muscular movement whenever I can. Um, I might put on music while I'm cooking and then I might dance to the music. Whatever movement feels good to your body, just do it. And you don't have to do it for a half an hour. You can do it for a few minutes. And if you do it a few times a day, that'll add up to a half an hour. So I just encourage you to move, move your body. 
Another thing that was shocking to me, how much it helped me was really doing my core values. And I have mentioned this on several podcasts. There's a great PDF on BreneBrown.com under her Dare to Lead hub. It is printed out. It takes 10 minutes. Do it. It will get you to your core values. And it is just incredible how much these have played into my decisions over the past few years. How much I ask myself, you know, my two core values are honesty and well being, and how much I ask myself on a regular basis does this go along with my well being and am I being honest? And I don't know how many times I've had to readjust my decision making to be in line with my core values. It has helped me shape my life. It has helped me shape my time. It has helped me say no confidently without hesitation. It has really, really stunningly changed my life. And so I highly recommend doing your core values, whether through the BreneBrown.com, but there's tons of stuff online. If you type in core values, how to find your core values, it is really, really important so that you can really start shaping your life the way you want it to be. Something else that's really helped me that I wasn't ready for right when I started, but about two or three years into my journey, I really started investing in self-compassion and understanding the difference between shame and guilt, and really starting to be more compassionate with myself. And as I was more compassionate with myself, I was able to be more compassionate with my husband. I was able to be more compassionate with my children and my friends and my family. I was able to widen my lens quite a bit, be more compassionate with my patients. It has helped me so, so much. And the self-critic is still there. It still rides high in my brain. I, I'm really trying to knock it off its horse, but self-compassion has significantly helped me feel better about myself, feel better about what I'm doing every day, and really reinforces and helps me show up better in my life. So I highly recommend looking into the books by Kristen Neff on self-compassion and her website, selfcompassion.org is amazing. So look into it. It is truly life-changing being more compassionate with yourself. And the research points do that it improves every aspect of your life. And I always thought my self-critic was the thing keeping me on top of my game. And it really isn't. It's the thing that burns you out. So self-compassion, look into it. It's pretty awesome. You know, another thing that has helped me tremendously was getting quiet. And I meditate now, but at first it was more just, you know, not picking up my phone or going for a walk or even riding in the car without music or a podcast or anything on. It was just allowing my brain time and space to be quiet. And what's amazing to me when you invest in this and do this on a regular basis is the things that come up during this. And for me, when I first got quiet, a lot of things that I had needed to discuss in therapy came up. And so my therapist would literally ask me like, what came up in your meditation today? And it was interesting to me that all of these things came up. I was able to address them, talk about them, work through them in therapy. And now more of the things that come up are about my future and about what I'm planning on doing and how I want to spend my time and less about the past and the things that I needed to work through. So 
just an incredible journey to have walked through some really tough things. But on the other side of it, now I'm not carrying those things anymore. And I don't have the flashbacks like I used to. And, you know, these thoughts, I, I've walked through those. And now my brain is clear to start planning for the future. And that's been an incredible journey for me and incredibly helpful to just have more lightness in my life and less heaviness. The last thing that I wanted to mention on this podcast was I had to be open to new ideas and new ways of thinking, especially when you're in the medicine realm and everything is so, I don't even know how to to describe it. It is just very closed-minded. It is our way it is, this is the way it's done. This is the way it's always been done. These things are shameful. You can't do this. There was just a lot of culture, I guess, involved in how I live my life and decision-making. And I had to really break out of that and open up my mind to new opportunities, new ideas, look into them and do my own research, not just take people's word for it. And it's really been enlightening. I mean, if you just take nutrition, and I did a lot of my own research on nutrition, a lot of my own investigation. And in medicine, we don't learn that much about nutrition. Now, I was a nutrition major in college, and things have changed so much since then. And educating myself on nutrition and food, things that we don't get in medicine, I'm surprised at how much we aren't able to offer to our patients because we aren't getting educated on it. And now how many things I can, you know, slip in with my patients, especially when I'm talking about cancers that we fight with the immune system, right? So melanoma is one of those cancers that we fight with immune therapy. And so I tell my young patients, keep your immune system healthy, because that is what is fighting off cancer cells all the time. And how do we do that? How do we support our immune system? Well, we need to manage our stress. So meditation, getting quiet, knowing your core values so that you can make sure you're spending your time doing what's aligned with you so you don't get burned out, making sure you're putting some good antioxidants and a variety of foods and rainbow of foods in your body, right? Supporting your immune system, opening my mind up to that and learning about it on my own and and researching it on my own was so important and it has offered my patients something that I wasn't offering them before. Make sure you're treating your immune system well, because this is really important. I just love that I've learned so much more than I ever would have and was so much more open to ideas about healing and energy. And I learned about chakras and I've learned about breaking ancestral bonds and I've learned about spirit guides and spiritual support and how to ask for that help and how to look for signs. You know, all of these things have been very helpful to me. Now, you may say, okay, that's a little out of my realm, but just keep an open mind. I started listening to podcasts. I took with it what I really felt was resonated with me. And I left some things that seemed a little bit far out there for me. If it helps you, I say, look into it research it, buy a book about it, listen to a book on Audible about it. All of these things, you know, have really helped me. And I encourage you just to open up your mind to other ways. If you've 
you know, one of the greatest quotes that I really, really enjoy is that if what you're doing doesn't work, don't do it harder. And that was by Martha Beck in one of her books. And so if we're banging our head against the wall with what we're doing every day and our ideas and the things that we think can't change, open up your mind to a different way of looking at a problem. Open up your mind to different ways of solving it, looking at other ways. I mean, it's just amazing to me that when I started opening up my brain, learning about more things, it just helped. I just feel better just knowing that there's more options for me. It doesn't have to be one way. I don't have to not have spirituality in my life because that word was really hard for me before. And now I think I am a more spiritual person, not related to religion, but just more spiritual. And that's helped me. So just opening up myself to being a fuller, more whole person has been really, really helpful. And before my brain was pretty shut down to that. So keeping an open mind. It has been such an enjoyable ride. I hope these podcasts help. I hope they always help. I hope y'all reach out to me and let me know how much the podcast helped or leave a review for the podcast so we can get to more people because it's going to sit here on the platforms. I love y'all so much. I wish you the best on your journey. And I would love for you all to find your light and shine it in the world. All right, take care. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider. 